This is Justin Vincent. You're listening to One Team, One Podcast. This is a banded radio show. Oh, yes, wait a minute, Mr. Bowman. Wait, wait, hey, 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 Mr. Bowman. Hey, Mr. Bowman. Oh, yeah. We you what the GOAT was last year when we beat y'all 50 to 7. Relax, one big boy. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. Team one podcast. Yeah, they did a good job. Mm-hmm. Really good. Yeah. Why is he so fat? One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. One team, one podcast. Fat. All right, guys. Welcome back to One Team, One Podcast, episode 37. Do we have a 37? Carnell Hatcher. Oh, off the top the, of the I don't dome. know anybody else. Off the dome right there. I know nobody else. Um, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> Colonel Hatcher, that was a pretty good one. Um, big There's hitter. Big hitter. Yeah, big Carnell hitter. As, ba- like, as big of a hitter yeah. as COVID right now. Yeah, just about. We have got some, I mean, hey, I don't know if you guys have heard, but if, you, if you're just joining us today, uh, you've come to the right place because all we do is break news yeah. in this podcast. Yeah. We're just the breaking news guys. We are. We got all the sauces. Yeah, all the sauces. They call um, us Worcestershire. Saucy. Um, oh, I didn't know we had that drop. Oh, man, we got them all. I like that one. We got them all. <laughs> um, all right, so big podcast today. Uh, we were thinking that we were going to have a Florida preview show. Mm-hmm. Um, that didn't happen. Um, uh, COVID has struck Florida. Um, and we've we've done our own investigating report, mm-hmm. investigative reporting. We've yeah. been we've been Nakamotoing mm-hmm. um, this whole like for the last hour here. We um, we got some conspiracy theories. We have some theories of what's we happening to the, and the, where COVID is coming from. One of the all time great conspiracy theorists, Billy Zimmerman. We need to talk to him. We do need to talk to Billy. Yeah, that would be I'm great. Sure, I'm sure he's got some some stuff. I'm sure he's got something for yeah. us. Um. So, big news with LSU postponing, and that'll be December 12th. It looks like the week before SEC championship game. Uh, so, any thoughts that we had of, like, uh, preparing for the SEC championship and having an off week that's gone by the wayside. I mean, yeah. uh, people are just screwing us left and right yeah. this year. Uh, so, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the other breaking news, which is, Nick Satan, um, I mean Saban, uh, has the COVID. Right. Um, and they played Georgia. They played Georgia this week. Sark has taken over uh, the reins. Um, this is just the weirdest fucking season I've ever, it, I've ever seen. How come everything that I thought would be spread out throughout the year seems to be hitting this week? <laughs> yeah. What is that? Right. Right after the hurricane too. I mean, just pile it all on at the same time. For sure. Um, so with that, we also are having uh, K.J. Malone on uh, in right. about 10 minutes or so. Um, we're going to have him on, and we're going to smoke some cigars with K.J. Well, y'all are. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> I have I have one of the Carl Malone cigars uh, right here next to me. Uh, we're going to smoke some, and we'll, we'll talk to K.J. about the Tigers. We'll talk to him about the postponement of Florida. And we'll also talk to him about Saban, uh, if he has anything he wants to talk about with that. And we'll see if we can get Carl Malone on his flip phone as well. Um, 
So before we get started, though, I want to give a big shout out to our sponsors, Courtesy Automotive Group. You see them over by Jack over here, Courtesy Logo. Um, courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, Brandon Lejeune has been a big supporter of our podcast and we appreciate him and all of his efforts with us. Um, a couple of, a couple of things for, for Brandon. Um, we have something called the, uh, hit list. So a couple of deals that Brandon's got going on right now. Um, he's got a 2020 GMC Acadia. Uh, the MSRP is 35,490. His sale price right now. Twenty seven nine eighty eight. <laughs> um, twenty twenty GMC Sierra, uh, AT four. Let me preface. Uh, eight thousand off the MSRP. <laughs> Lastly, the twenty twenty one GMC Yukons are coming in right now, and he he's if you go follow Brandon Lejeune on Facebook, he's going to show you all these. New body styles that are coming in for these 2021 uh, GMC Yukon Denali's. They are fine, guys. Um, check them out. Check out uh, Courtesy Buick GMC. I'll post and tag all of his information on here. And check out his hit list. Um, Brandon's doing big things over there in Lafayette. And uh, that's the largest, um, largest GMC dealership in uh, the state. So... You guys need to check it out. They'll deliver cars anywhere for you as well. Also, big, big shout-out to Bear Process Safety. <laughs> the big orange bear, Bear Process Safety, doing work in Baton Rouge. Man, he is on fire right now. He's talking to a, a team in Belgium right now. He's de developing a process safety plan for those guys. Anybody that listens to us and follows us that's in the industrial plant area, um, Please reach out to, to to your safety managers. Let them know about Bear Process Safety. He's doing big things in Baton Rouge. He's going to blow up pretty big. Um, and he's got a little boutique firm right now, but they can Zoom call anywhere in the world. So Bear Process Safety, reach out to the bear, man. The bear is not afraid to talk to anybody. So you can also listen to the bear on the Home Dogs podcast. We'll, we'll feature him on Fridays. Um, with that, guys, uh, we're going to we're gonna talk to uh, – KJ here in a second. Uh, is he in the? Um, do we know if he's in the, the chat or not? I, I saw him. He, he was watching the. He was watching the stream. I don't know if he's still in there. Let me see if he's on the stream, guys. Um, Chad, if you're in the stream, KJ. There, there, is. there he nice. is. Oh, you got the nice leather chair. Oh, this is just the spot right here. Hi. <laughs> How y'all doing? Doing good, man. Uh, welcome to One Team One Podcast, man. Um, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, and I guess while we're at it, I'm going to go ahead and um, talk about the, the the Carl Malone cigar right here, right? Let me pull it out of the wrapper. Oh, yeah, right here. Man, oh, I need that, that box. Jeez. I need the box, man. Like, I oh, have yeah. your box. On, I have the box, the photo here on the on the uh, live stream here. So uh, we need that box. Actually, I was at Churchill's. I'll tell you this story. I said, hey, yeah, I'm, I have a podcast going on. I, I mean, hope, I'm hoping Churchill's will help me out here, um, like give me a free cigar, you know, whatever it is. And they're like, oh, yeah, KJ, KJ comes in here all the time. Um, here's, here's his cigar. There's only one left. Is he there with us? You there? Hello, you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I there hear you. you. Okay. All right, so yeah, there's only one, only one left. And uh, I said, yeah, I have uh, Carl Malone's son coming on our podcast uh, tomorrow, and so I need to get one of his cigars. And she goes, oh, KJ. 
I said, yeah, KJ. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, uh, yeah, in the, they only had one left. So I have the last one. And I was hoping, I was hoping she was going to give me the box. She didn't give me the box. She put the box. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm going to uh, hook y'all up with the box. Yes, do that. Yeah, um, tell nice. us a little bit about uh, PF Importers and Legends, if you want to talk about Legends also. Yes. So actually, my uh, sister is here, and she's the owner of Legends. Okay. So. I'll let her talk about legends. And perfect. I'll tell about the- what's her? What's your sister's name again? Her name's Katie Malone. Katie. Okay. Perfect. Hello. Hey, Katie. How are you? Good. How are you? Doing great. Doing great. <laughs> tell us about legends. She, he put you on the spot, didn't he? Uh, yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> uh, well, legends was actually a family. My dad actually thought about a cigar lounge and. My dad kind of wanted me to take over with the decorating and designing of the whole business. And then I kind of built it from the ground up. We had contractors and everything. We painted everything. And then that's when we partnered with La Aurora at the same time, who is the factory that is the maker of Dad Cigar. In the Dominican, correct? Yes, that is very correct. Yes. And they um, are also... The people that have our rum as well. So we have the E. Leon Jimenez rum that was double gold. Okay. And Legends kind of spun off of that. But we kind of just, Dad just wanted to have a cigar lounge where he can just smoke and have a great time. And he, so yeah, he, he, just, he wanted his own else. little place. And so Carl exactly, Malone yeah. can do that, right? Exactly. He <laughs> loves it. He's there all the time. <laughs> That's awesome. So it worked out perfectly. So yeah, Legends, Um, it's a nice little quaint rustic homey atmosphere we don't have a lot of tvs right now we're probably gonna upgrade to that to some tvs dad's probably not gonna like that too much but (laughs) we're gonna get some tvs in there and yeah we just yeah it's a nice little area so this is in ruston correct yes we're in ruston in between monroe and shreveport if y'all don't know where that is we have Um, some north louisiana listeners so um yeah they'll they'll definitely hit it hit you up for sure Oh, absolutely. We're right across the street from Teriyaki Grill, which is also our family's uh, restaurant. That's right. So Miss Kay is yeah. running that over there, right? Yes, she is. She is running that. And my other sister, Kylie, as well. Okay. She's running that. <laughs> Wait, so Carl has just got, he's living the life. So first of all, here's the thing. He is sitting back smoking his cigars at his place. Meanwhile, he's got all of his children running all of his businesses. Is that right? <laughs> oh, yes, oh, yeah. that's exactly what it is. <laughs> he just shows up now and tells us what we, well he tries to tell us what we have to do but then we're like whoa you're yeah, you're a customer ch- yeah. check yourself <laughs> does he say put it on my tab does he ever tell you that <laughs> oh all the time and oh i'm quick i'll push that button too i'm like yep tab got you <laughs> perfect um that's awesome uh yeah i knew he was uh, carl malone is a different guy right like he, he's just a different guy um i was telling jack you know he, he's Carl Malone's from the country originally. Like right, right. he's just a different cat. Um, different. Yeah. Sp- speaking of the country, we'll show y'all uh, his trophy room. He likes to call. Awesome. Yes. That's great. So this is like when you first walk into our house. This is what you see, and this is his trophy room. He likes to. Are we in your house right now, or we're at the? Yeah. Okay. We're not rusting right now. Okay. So this is as you see all the animals. Awesome. Yes, the oh, trophy geez. room, the real trophy room. Not the trophies I was thinking. Not NBA, um, <laughs> yeah, defensive player of the year or anything like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's in the back. Yeah. <laughs> this is the stuff that he really cares about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. So your dad still has a flip phone, correct? Yes, he does. That's never going to change, you think? Um. Well, we kind of um, try to move it, move him towards the iPhone. So we got him an iPhone, but he uses the iPhone for his hog traps what, at like a farm. Four or something. Yeah, he's got like the first iPhone, <laughs> the original. Or is it? Yeah, well, it's actually the most recent iPhone, but he doesn't know how to use it. He, like the oh. only thing he knows how to do is close the trap to to his hog trap. And that's it. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> so we were we were looking it up earlier. We assume he doesn't know how to do Zoom. If he if he saw oh, no. flip that, phone. I, I, uh, yeah, that was like first thing I was like, there's no way, no way he knows how to do Zoom. Um, so and also, do you prefer like I know you probably prefer KJ, right? Yeah, I mean it's what I, like do uh, people just call you close, Carl Malone. Well, my close buddies call me uh, like Will Clap. He calls me Carl. Okay. okay. And then you have to be my close friends. Calls me KJ or Junior, so it's whatever it is. Okay, KJ or Junior. Gotcha. Um, yeah, we were just thinking about we were just going to call you Carl Malone because it sounded cooler than KJ. <laughs> 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 hey, go ahead. So how much of the team have you watched this year, KJ? Every game. Yeah, Every I'm game. assuming you're a big fan. Um, I know your dad would always come down and watch the games, which was so awesome uh, before oh, yeah. whenever you were playing. So what are, what are your thoughts so far of the team and everything like that going on? I mean, like the uh... – as much as criticism they get, I mean, they're they're actually making me proud. But it's like they're just a really young team. Yeah. And, like, you can tell, like, they have all the potential to be great, but they just make the small mistakes. And, I mean, it's nothing like – it's like it's not like we don't have the talent or anything because we, we have all the talent in the world. It's just right. – I think when they make the small mistakes, you kind of let it affect them. And just got to have that, like, next play mentality. Right. So – the obvious the obvious problems right now are on the defensive side. Um, a lot of people still, I've I've had a few arguments on Facebook this week about um, we're we're the guys that like to get into it with people. Uh, KJ, yeah. we like to okay. st stir people's you know <laughs> stir up the feathers and everything yeah. like that. Um, we're shit starters. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> I like it. I like shit. it. Yeah, we start a lot of shit. Um, I had to apologize to somebody because I was going a little too far, but what I said was, I don't want to hear anything about the offense right now, whether you have problems with them or not. I don't want to hear a thing about the offense until we talk about like all of the defensive problems. And, uh, I was told, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about the defense, so we need to, but we were just nitpicking about the offense and that. I feel like there is a uh, a problem with LSU fans from 2019 to 2020, uh, yeah. which we like to we like to pick apart the offense because the offense was so attractive looking at everything last year, and we still mm -hmm. like to gravitate towards that side of the ball. Um, but the defense is like the worst defense that I've ever seen, and I'm 42 from LSU. <laughs> um, and so what are you seeing right now, especially with our defense and maybe some problems with the offense? What, is there anything that you're seeing right now that, that you can kind of point at and say, hey, okay, this is an issue? Uh, I mean, I, th I think it's just uh, it's a young team. And, like, you know, I think it's like kind of like a little championship hangover right now. But yeah. I'm, I'm not too worried about them because, I mean, going into this week for Florida, I think after, like, what happened last week, I think that kind of humbled them. I think they were going to come back this week, and I actually thought they they're going to win this game, and the defense was going to win the game for us. Yeah. So I, I really think it's just, like, a lot of young guys. Because, I mean, if you look at the defense, like the defensive back right now, a bunch of young guys. 
So yeah. I think it's, I think that, that has a lot to do with it. In, right. Anything to do with like so. We're not big X's and O guys here at this podcast, but we can obviously see, okay, against Mississippi State, we played all man-to-man. We got burned, obviously. Uh, We we had some guys on the field that didn't didn't look like they were ready to play. Um, Then Vanderbilt looked like we shored things up because Stingley came back. Then the next game now, um, Missouri, we started switching to the zone. And yeah. we never switched back to the man-to-man. And a lot of fans are baffled. Like, we don't understand what the reasoning was and why we did this. And it's so obvious to us that it looked like some of the guys are confused on the field. They're pointing at each other. You know, guys are 40 yards downfield by themselves. Like, stuff like that going on that we just we can't get our heads around. And I'm sure a guy like you, and we talked to Derry Beckwith, we talked to Justin Vincent, like, guys like you guys know the game a little bit closer to see, okay, this guy was supposed to pick up this guy. This the guy was probably supposed to pick up this guy. Are you seeing that also, like, as a, a, a scheme issue, too? I mean, yeah, I, as, a, as a fan, I'm seeing that. But then going back as a player, I also, like, you have to, like, think about the times going on right now. Like, it didn't, like fall camp, that's, like, when we – fall camp and spring ball, that's when we hammer all that stuff. So, right, right. not being able to have – all the scrimmages, pre- preseason games, all that, that really plays an effect, especially for these young guys. Right. Because, I mean, Mississippi State was their first, I mean, think about it, their real scrimmage. Yeah. And they're pretty much going out there straight out of high school, barely any practice, to just go into their first one guy, SEC One game. guy just came straight in from Nichols like right. two weeks yeah. before. I mean, this is, this is big time. Um, but, you know, it's weird for us because we see it as Mississippi State Two weeks after has now looked like an average SEC team, if if yeah. not below yeah, average. Best, yeah, uh, I mean they got held to two points last week. Right. So and then it's like <laughs> it, it, what happened from six six hundred yards passing to two points. This is this is scary, and we're oh, not yeah. used to seeing this from our defense. Yeah. Usually, I mean, our, def- our, our defense used to carry uh, the offense back in the. Oh yeah, days. trust me. I, I'll, my senior year <laughs> when we lost to Troy, so I I, I know. Yeah. I know. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about how many times you went in motion in a second. Um, oh, God. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So, your last year was Canada. That's right. Yeah. Who was the oh, offensive uh, line coach back then? He's at BYU now, right? Oh, Jeff Grimes. Jeff Grimes. Grimes. That's right. Yeah. We couldn't I love him. Yeah, he's tearing it up right now on BYU, right? Is he still there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's an uh, OC right now. OC, right. Yeah. So, you follow those guys, too? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love Coach Grimes. Like, he was uh, – I mean, because I had Coach Studd, great coach, and then Coach Grimes was there for the rest of my career. And, I mean, I looked up to him like a father figure down there because he, he always told me right from wrong, and I waited my turn. He gave me a shot. So, I, he's always going to have a special place for me. Well, what do you know about James Craig? Is there anything that you you know of now from talking to players or anything like that? Did you get, ever get to meet him or anything like that? I mean, yeah, because I, uh, I was with the strength staff last year. For the national championship okay. team. Okay, so yeah, so I, I, I was always around like the O line, and I mean, he, I mean, he's preaching uh, like whatever every NFL coach preaches, and that's I mean, I mean, you see how good Dealer's doing right now. So, so I So I mean, what he's what he's doing is good work, but I think same with the O line, we're young, and we just need to have that like uh, Ed Ingram and Deculus. Like this, this is their time to shine, and. There's a lot of young guys behind them who are playing right now, but look good. So yeah, I think I think the offensive line got a little t- too much flack uh, after that Mississippi State game. Uh, you know, Miles Brennan obviously right. in the first half looked rattled a little bit, and 
needed some confidence, and he right. feels like he's gotten that confidence now. He's making the throws where he needs to make them. I think um, he was holding on to the ball probably a little too long uh, that first week, running out of the pocket, and he basically made his offensive line look bad. Um, yeah. I, you know, I think there was a couple times where pressure was getting to him, but um, I think the offensive line's done okay. And, um, yeah, overall. Biggest part. I, now it's the uh, – when offense comes up, it's talking about third down, what's right. going on on third down third now. Down and run game. Yeah. Run game and, like, also – there's the obvious, um, the obvious problem with you lost Joe Brady. Now you've replaced him with a guy like Scott Linehan. Um, I have a ton of Dallas Cowboy fans that like to tell me all about Scott Linehan. Um, and one of their problems was uh, third down and short yardage situations, play calling issues. And we saw some of that pop up last week. Anything that you saw, especially with that last uh, last ditch effort to kind of salvage the game, is there anything that you saw on that as far as play calling issues? Uh, last four plays. You know? I mean, I, I think I think the play calls were good, great. I think it just needed to be executed. I mean, especially like me being an O lineman, got to put that put a, put that on our shoulders. Like, I'm with you. I was, line, a, I was gotta... a, all all Metro right guard right here in high school, <laughs> KJ. So Let's go. Let's me go. And you, me and you, buddy. All five. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> 510210 yeah. just a <laughs> mountain of a man. Baller, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'll take your legs out in a heartbeat. <laughs> but I mean, I as a fan, I if I was a fan and like I wanted to do the play, I think I would have done like a little Tebow fake run, Ooh. dump it off to the tight end. Ooh. That's what I would have done. So here that was one of the issues. Eric Gilberts is not in the game. Right. Not in the game the last four plays. Right. That's part of the issues. It, not necessarily play calling, but also like packages and who's on the field. Right. Uh, I, we, me and you both love Tory Carter, number 44. Oh, yeah. He, oh, love he's him. a tank. He's a beast. Why are we targeting him in downfield passing game? Like, it doesn't make any sense to us. doesn't make any sense to a lot of fans. Um, Eric Gilbert's not on the field, and he's obviously like a phenomenon. Um, those are some issues that are coming up for the offensive side, but I had to preface it this week of like, okay, I can't talk to you about the offense until we both agree, me and you having a conversation that the defense is atrocious and we need to like figure out that side of the ball. And once we agree to that, then I'll have that conversation with you on the offense, right? Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's the same in North Louisiana as it is in Baton Rouge right now as far as the uh, – the uh, thought process. What's your dad have to say about it? I mean, he's just like me. He's a big fan. So, I mean, when they're not doing, when they're doing bad, my dad's pissed. So he, he's just <laughs> like me, but I mean, I, I really think it's the not having the scrimmages. Cause as much as I hate the scrimmages, I, it paid off when games came. Cause when games came, every, you already had knew what you're going to do. So you can play full speed. So like, I think like not having the spring ball, cause spring ball was important too. Cause you literally go against, the same people every day. You do the same plays every day. Right. And then young guys in and they can start learning the plays. Right. And then not having like the summer workouts and all that stuff also that, cause that's when you do seven on sevens and all that stuff. So I, that, the first, the first, like the first couple of games, they're going to, there's going to be some rust on there just cause all the stuff they didn't have. Right. But that's why I was like, so I was confident in then this week in Florida going, especially going into the swamp and that's just being the big rivalry. Right. I think that's when they're going to turn it around. Yeah, I was thinking, okay, it's it, whenever I do it, like, a, I always do a prediction. Even at work, I'll put something on the board. And, you know, I've always picked LSU. I've never not picked LSU. And this week mm-hmm. I was like, 
Okay, so I have to pick LSU um, <laughs> to win this game. So if I were going to pick them to win the game, I was thinking kind of like that Texas A&M game, 41 to 38. Like yeah. we're outscoring them. Um, I, I don't trust our defense to, to just shut down Trask and Pitts, things like that. Um, <clears throat> is that kind of what you – I mean, you're saying the defense would pick it up. Do you feel like they would have been able to shut them down more than that? I mean, you have to think, too, because you're playing SEC ball every week. Mm-hmm. And normally when it's a regular season game, that's when you can start getting your legs under, start playing young guys. And But, like, playing SEC ball is literally going against the best versus best every play. Right. So it's, it's whoever is going to get the first stop who's going to win the game. And that's in every – I mean, you saw Mississippi State. Whoever got the first stop won the game. Right. And then last week, everything. And then even with the A&M Florida game, whoever had the first stop won the game. And, that, I mean, that's going to be every week with SEC play. So, I mean, it's just going to be – Who's going to be the man to step up? I think. Yeah, and I I think uh, getting Ed Ingram back is really going to help out in the run game too. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a mauler. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's a mauler. Yeah. Well, maybe one of the best guards in the SEC. Yeah, if you get Rosenthal and Ingram back on that side of the ball, I think that makes Rosenthal out. Well, he went out, but you never had them both in there at the same time, except for the beginning of the season. And uh, to me, that that Mississippi State game is still an anomaly. Uh, because of the way our defensive backfield played. I do think that in Missouri, if we would have played more man coverage, it would have been better for us. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, I think we just still have a question of, like, why aren't we making adjustments in the middle of the game? <clears throat> right. You know. And the players are just too confused playing that matchup zone. They're yeah, just, everybody's pointing at each other yeah. at the end of the play. Right. It's just, There's very bad communication going on. We're just, we're just not used to seeing right. that from DBU, you know. Um, all right. So, all right, COVID is, like, Full full fledged now, so there's a postponement. Um, in my view, it, I almost feel like we needed more practice time. Yeah. What do you What do you think about that? As far as the postponement goes, do you feel like this is a positive for LSU right now? Like, oh yeah, no 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 doubt. Because I mean, they, they can use this week to get the young guys ready for next week, and later on when they play Florida, and then if they want, they can have like a little scrimmage this week. Right. And that can be like it's like this. Yeah. They can use this time to. Rest guys like Ed Ingram, get them ready for the game. Derek Stingley, all that. Brennan. I mean, Brennan was I mean, doubtful. Jeez, we weren't going to have Miles Brennan. That would have been Brennan. Yeah. Brennan was doubtful before terrible. the season. I mean, before the game. Um, yeah, we were we were thinking we were probably going to play Max Johnson or T.J. Finley. Right. This and it game. sounds it sounds like there's going to be some pretty drastic changes on the defense. So it's nice to have that extra week to kind to of prepare for maybe it. Oh, install yeah. new things on there. Here's another thing. Um, you know, defense. The D, our defense. And I've seen South Carolina play. That's our next game coming up. I feel like that kind of offensive scheme that they have could fit our defensive scheme a little bit better than like a wide-open Missouri or a Mississippi State, one of those kind of teams. Uh, I like to run the ball a little bit more, although we were giving up – we were getting gashed against Missouri. But what they did – yeah, they just spread everybody out, though, mm-hmm. where I yep. think South Carolina's a little more traditional – no, um, South Carolina's pretty spread now with Bobo. Are they? Yeah, they got Mike Bobo over uh, there. They're a little bit more spread out now. Um, I, there is no more gimmies on no. this schedule. No. Oh, no. Uh, we Apparently had the three, there never were. We had the three <laughs> easiest games right. just now. Yeah. Um, our expectations, KJ, before the season were extremely high. Yeah. Um, before Jamar Chase opted out, I was a 10-0 guy. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, what 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 kind of expectations did you have before the season started? Oh, I was telling everybody we're going back to back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 
one of us, one of us. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I, they, they can lose every game, and I'm still going to think they're going to win the championship. I mean, that's how I'm, I've been with the Jazz every year. I'm, I, you can tell my, that's my buddies. Every year I go to my buddies and say, hey, the Jazz are winning this year. So ja- Jazz is the big I, – I, well, that makes complete sense. So that's the big team in your house is the Jazz. Donovan Mitchell, yeah. you're a big guy. Yeah. The big Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big Spider-Man guy. Uh-huh. Big Spider-Man guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, have you heard Nick Saban has COVID? You have heard? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I, saw, I saw it on Twitter. Yeah. Okay. So that was right before we came on. Nick Saban has COVID. Uh, Les Miles has COVID. Everybody's got COVID. Have you had COVID? I have not had COVID. No. Okay. Not. Anybody in the family or anything like that, thankfully? No, because uh, my sister actually just had a baby, so we've been careful uh, with all that good. stuff. So. That's good. Good. Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not too usually too worried about people that have COVID until I hear that Nick Saban has COVID or Les Miles has COVID and people that are in the older age range have COVID. And I'm like, that's tough. Uh, Apparently Saban is asymptomatic, but there's been tons of memes already on Twitter about Nick Saban and having COVID and um, (laughs) that he's going to he's going to coach next week with a Darth Vader mask on. That's been (laughs) one of the big ones. Um, but it looks like Sark is going to coach against, uh, uh, Georgia coming up. That's a big game. That is a big game. You know that this was not in the cards. Uh, I can't believe knowing Saban that he didn't get this like slid under the rug that he had COVID and actually coached the Georgia game. Yeah. That would have been so on brand for Saban. I right. think. Well, he'll be in Sark's ear. You know that. Yeah, he'll be in the ear. Uh-huh. Uh, we we were saying that he's <laughs> going to be in the press conference in the bed like Hugh Freeze was last year. <laughs> True. Hey, don't be. Hey, don't be surprised if he comes out in a bubble. He could be in a bubble. In a out. bubble, <laughs> like a bubble boy, the bubble coach. Yeah. The Saban bubble. Uh-huh. That's great. Um. So, what are your thoughts on COVID so far? This has been the strangest season that I've ever witnessed. Um. And. It's it you know LSU's one and two so I'm laughing I'm laughing it off now it's like you know this is just the craziest weirdest season ever we're 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 the podcast that likes to say hey let's just go ahead and cancel the season guys COVID is like dangerous we need to cancel the season <laughs> and we're back to back national champions yeah I mean I, I would like that <laughs> I would love that I mean you you know you know the the world's coming to like a weird place when ULL is ranked. So yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, we got ULL people in our mentions. Talking oh shit. man. They're, they're talking shit to us. KJ. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ULL's oh. coming after us now. Yeah. Hey, they got, hey, they got a game tonight. So I'll, I'll hold the uh, shit talking until after the game. There you games. go. Right. right. Who, yeah, who no, are they, they playing will... tonight? Uh, I think uh, coastal Carolina. Oh, oh right. they may, they may get beat by coastal. Mm-hmm. Coastal's the, not a bad team now. That's the less miles. I gave up betting. I gave up betting last week. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to put anything down on that. Uh, retired <laughs> last week, KJ. Um, so, all right. With Let's go back to LSU a little bit. Uh, offensively, what are you thinking about Miles Brennan this year? Um, a lot of expectations and a lot of pressure on him. Um, oh, yeah. He struggled out of the gate. Uh, I, he still had good stats, but he's, it was so obvious that he, he was feeling it, especially in that first half. Um come back strong in my opinion and now getting hurt um i just i feel i almost feel bad for the kid because defense has kind of let him down a little bit um Mm -hmm. but he's he's played well and he's come back uh strong where he could have caved 
man, I, I, that confidence factor in that first half of that Mississippi State game was real, and I was worried uh, about him. Um, what What are your thoughts on Miles so far? I mean, he well, he has over a thousand yards already in three games. Yeah, yeah, I think he's like leading the SEC in a lot of categories here. Yeah, I, I mean, Miles My, is a tough kid, and even when he got to the games last year, he was scoring touchdowns and all that, moving the ball. So I mean, I, I always had a confidence in him. It's just like with with Miles, I think he kind of gets down on himself, but he's grown from that, and he doesn't let that affect him as much. Yeah. And, I, I really thought, like I said, he was questionable for this weekend, but knowing Miles, he would have came out there. He would have came out and still played. Right. right. Well, yeah, because yeah, I can't believe he was apparently very hurt the entire game and still threw for 430. So, right. I mean, he's made, made some we've, tremendous We've throws. heard a few different things about how he's hurt, and I, we saw the hit that he got hurt on, um, and he got blasted, and he should have went, went out of bounds, and I'm sure he's learned his lesson now. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like hip, ankle, shoulder, yeah, we heard hip, ankle, shoulder, and bruised ribs. Yeah, so all ribs. those things we've heard. So, and he still came out in the second half and still played very well. Right. Um, I just, I just think the kid is is shown what we've expected out of him, and that's kind of been my argument with people that are complaining about the offense is that the the what did you expect this season out of the offense? Uh, obviously we expected a, a step down from Burrow and Joe Brady and that whole scheme and all, you know, Jamar Chase opting out and all that kind of stuff. Clyde Edwards, E layers in the league. Um, we expected a step down. Well, we're, we're seeing that step down, but it's, I think it's, uh, winnable. Like the defense, if the defense showed up in these, in these two losses, um, we're three and oh, and we're top five in the country. Uh, in spite of any kind of problems that we're having with the offense right now. Um, what what are you thinking about the offense's mindset right now and, and Miles Brennan's mindset, knowing that he's probably going to have to go out and, like, at this point, he's going to have to go out and outscore some of these teams now. Uh, do you feel like there's more pressure on him now to know that, okay, I have to, I have to score 40 points a game? Uh, well, I mean – I don't think any pressure is going to be as much as he had going into the first game. So like, yeah, so Joe Burrow's ghost is like on his back the whole game, right? Yeah, yeah, and I think now he's he's you can see how comfortable he is throwing at Terrace and all of his weapons he has. So oh, I think man. now it's going to continue to just grow. And I, I think I, I don't think he has any pressure on him because he knows how good he is and how confident he is now, and all the weapons he has that he just like you saw the last game, he, he was just throwing the ball up because he he, had, he trusted the guys. Mm -hmm. I, I think it's just going to continue to grow. Yeah. No, I mean, I think he looked very confident against Missouri. Like, super crazy confident. I did, too. I thought he did, too. Um, they're still getting bashed about their third down conversion, 0-10 right. uh, on third down. Hey, what did you see that was the issue there on third down, or if anything, anything specific? I mean, there, it, was, it was a lot of drop balls. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I think it's just got to execute. I mean, because yeah. I mean, the play was there. The play was there. They just got to execute and finish that. Because right, they're down. They're down to win the game. Yeah. So yeah, clearly. Well, and two two plays at the one, uh, handing the ball up the middle to uh, Ty Davis Price. I think one of the criticisms also on the off. Here we are again. We're criticizing the offense, right. even on our own <laughs> podcast. We we're well, leaning towards the pot, yeah. leaning towards the offense because it's easy to do. Um, no, John Emery in the game pretty much the whole game. He had a breakout game, in my opinion, against um, Vanderbilt. We thought it was like the coming out party of John Emery. We've all been wanting to see it, and here we are. We don't get to see him very much at all, and we, we have no explanation of why. 
Um, there's a lot of frustration on the offense, even though uh, we know that the defense lost you the game. Um, that's it's just. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm not frustrated with the offense. I'm just, I mean, there are some there questions. Are some, there are some there's some questions that I have questions about. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. I mean, the offense still needs to improve, and it's still game three. I look. There was one one pl- package that I saw on the field that I I I think I right. jumped up out of my chair and um and I love all these kids, but Tory Carter was one of them. Uh, he does the whole uh, Thad Moss split out wide. Uh, Miles Brennan was by himself in the backfield five wide. Tory Carter is all the way on the boundary. Chris Curry goes all the way out in the boundary. You have Coy Moore, true freshman, Kayshawn Butte, true freshman, and you have Jeray Jenkins in the game at the same time. And I'm thinking, why are these five in the game at the same time? In a five-wide set. In a five-wide set. <laughs> right. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. Um, I, it, I, there's nothing to explain for that. Um, it's the same, same thing on the defensive side of the ball. There's nothing to explain about why we're playing zone against Missouri, and you got – um, Eli Ricks, who I know is a great player. Yeah, he had his worst game this Jacoby week. Stevens, who I know is a great player, pointing yeah. at each other, right. saying, why didn't you cover this guy right. who's 40 yards downfield by themselves? There's a lot of coaching issues that we're seeing, and I don't know if it's necessarily on the player's end. Um, or what do you think about the coaching versus the player? Because I've heard a lot of people bashing players' effort, but I feel like it's – the coaches are putting them out of positions. Yeah, I mean, because like like you said in the beginning, like it looks like they're confused out there. Right. So like, I mean, a lot a lot of confusion is coming from the young guys, and that's where like all the practices that they they miss come from. Because as much as I hated practice and all my teammates hated practice, yeah, when we got to the games, it's so much easier because we're like, okay, well, we rep this. You knew exactly what you needed to do, right? Yeah, so. Like the COVID going on, like the young guys really didn't get that those reps. So when they get out to the game and they see it live, that's the first time they're seeing it live. So they're like, oh, this is a lot faster than high school. So I, I need to like get my stuff going. Well, that's a great point because one of the guys we talked to, we told you this earlier this week, we were trying to get Damone Clark on. Um, he, he'll probably be coming on soon. But we wanted to get him on to talk to him because uh, – Clark Damone Clark has been kind of in the in the focus a little bit. So has uh, Jabril Cox. There's a few of these guys that have been in the focus because they look flat-footed and they look slower than we know that they are. Right. Um, last year we saw Damone Clark, you know, making making different blitzes, busting through the middle, like on like a like his hair is on fire. And now we see him kind of flat-footed, and it, it speaks to a little bit of – he looks he looks like he doesn't know exactly – he's unsure of where he needs to go. And it that goes – to me, go back goes back to Pelini, and I know he's been on the hot seat here this past week, but it goes back to Pelini not putting these guys in the right position to be successful. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people – a lot of people bashed on Aranda last year, but there's a lot of people – those same people probably are wishing Aranda was back right now. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that's that's LSU fans though. Yeah, the backup yeah. quarterback's always the most popular guy, right? Yeah, so oh, yeah. same thing. He's the best one on the team. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Max Johnson. Max that was Johnson. Miles Brennan, his freshman year. Yeah. Uh, oh, full really? Oh, uh, it's uh, well, Danny Etling. I'll, we wanted Mac. We might. We wanted Miles Brennan over Danny. Oh yeah, you were on that team. Uh, you have any good uh, Miles Brennan stories from back then, or no? Uh, well, I mean, the first game when we played BYU, it was uh, 
I think we, we were blowing them out. So they kept the starting O line in, and then they brought in like the young guys as like the quarterbacks of Miles and Clyde came in. Right. And they they came in the game for their first college snap, so they were like like eyes open, like nervous. And um, so we get in a huddle, and Miles starts calling the plays, and like there's no one in the stadium because everybody left. So he's he's yelling the plays. <laughs> I was there. And then Will's like, "Hey, bro, like calm down. Like there's no one here. So like, you don't need to shout the plays." <laughs> so he starts like he starts like whispering the plays, to us and we're like, "All right, we can't hear you now." So he, and then so like the, the play goes on, and then they y'all were just fucking the- with him, right? Yeah, we were just messing with him. <laughs> so the play goes on. They dump it off to Clyde, and Clyde stays in bounds. And so we're like us starting alignment. We've been in the whole game, so we're tired. So Will Will looks at Clyde. He's like, "Hey, you freshman, stay in bounds. I'm trying to get home. I'm tired." <laughs> like, as, as the game's going on, there's like a minute left. So, but I mean, right right uh, from the jump, we saw how good Miles can be, and I mean, you saw how good Clyde turned out. Yeah, I graduated in high school with Clyde. Actually, I was really hyped after that play. That was oh his, yeah. yeah, that was like the first big play uh-huh. you saw him play, or just the first play he ever made. <laughs> he ever yeah. made, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So tell us some. Uh, we want some Matt Canada stories. Oh yeah. All <laughs> right. Yeah, I know you know. I know <laughs> you know. Come on. I want. I want the you know in the face Matt Canada. Ed Ogeron's got his shirt off, like <laughs> they're looking at each other, snarling. Like I want that story. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm gonna be honest. Me, like me, me being a lineman, like Coach Grimes kept us away from all that the drama, because uh-huh. like he, he, he like looked at us like the big brother. So we had to lead the offense. So, like I really wasn't <laughs> in the drama. We just saw like the like, halftime, just like little like like smirks at each other. That's that's all I saw. But I mean, this is the Troy game, like right? Like this oh, is yeah. the Troy game. Like I, Ozeron's gonna take control of the Troy game. He, uh, I, I, you know. We saw it from as fans. We saw it right at the beginning of the game. Obviously, there's no motion. Uh, right. We're handing the ball vanilla up the middle. Well, first play of the game was the Nick Brissett fumble. Nick Brissett up the middle, right. um, no motion at all. Right. Um, everything kind of changed, and then the second half, everything kind of started sparking again, uh, and it looked like okay. Obviously, my plan as Ogeron didn't work. So I'm going to hand the keys back to Canada, and we'll get back in the game. Right. Um, what 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 happened on your end? Anything that you knew? Uh, well, I mean, all I remember is uh, coming in the halftime of like, oh my gosh, like we have a game with Troy. Right. And then <laughs> Coach O comes in the the locker room. Is he just like yells like oh like yells something, and then Canada starts coaching. So we're like, all right. So um, that was was it was just like an, uh, 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 and he all just like, like, uh, like it, got up. Like a, yeah. <laughs> So I think the grunt, like everybody knew the grunt meant like, all right, like go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about how many times you went in motion that year. Uh, oh, wait. So I'm, I'm going to call out Toby Weathersby because he always complained about his knees hurting. So I wasn't one that had to go to motion. So I was pissed. <laughs> so I, I lost. I lost count after about ten. He had to be bullshit. So he huh? said, "He said I, my knees are hurting, Coach. I can't go in motion." Well, he he did have bad knees, uh-huh. so we call him old man. But like, not not as much as I had emotion. He he could have motioned at least one time. <laughs> oh man, I felt for you guys as an old offensive lineman like myself, all metro, all district, two years in a row, <laughs> uh, 90, 95, 96. Uh, yeah, let him know. Yeah, no. I I've never gone in motion uh, once. I hated being in a three point stance more than three seconds. All right. Mm-hmm. Like I, we were on the team, a straight T formation. You get into the stance, 
set and you're gone. Like if you if you had to sit in the stance for like more than three seconds, I'm like snap the ball. Like <laughs> I was that guy. Uh, yeah. So I can't believe like you guys were having to do all that. It, but it, I'll, I'll, I will say I was in the best shape of my life that year. Oh, well, I, I bet. bet you needed to. Be. <laughs> Yeah, and then, actually, speaking of that BYU game, I remember the first play for the offense that game. You, you go in motion, and I just the whole Superdome goes, whoa. Whoa, yeah. <laughs> what is yeah. going on? This is that pit <laughs> offense we've been hearing about. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, and then I end up going the wrong – I end up going the one way, and then Toby goes the other way. Toby's <laughs> messed up the play. Uh, I have to go. I'm gonna watch that back now uh, yeah, tonight. I do, I do need to go back and watch. Um, that. All right, we got a couple of questions in the in the chat. Do y'all believe the rumor that LSU paid Texas A&M to give COVID to Florida? I 100. percent So, all right. So Florida, Florida's got 19 or 20 guys out, right? 21. 21 guys <laughs> out, right? So Texas A&M, they went to Texas A&M, and they're saying that possibly some of the sources came from Texas A&M. Uh, what were you saying? Yeah, so it's actually pretty funny. So the three teams with positive COVID tests right now are Florida, Vanderbilt, and Texas A&M. The three teams that Texas A&M has played – or no, no, no. Wait, no. Two and, teams. No, no, no. It's Florida, Alabama, and Vanderbilt, and they've all played – Texas A&M. A&M. That's the three teams So the Texas source is obviously uh-huh. in Texas A&M. Right. Somebody's slipping them the COVID. Right. Um, and, then te- and then the funny thing is, is Texas A&M has almost got a packed stadium. Yeah, uh, making yeah, all kinds of it noise. Was packed. Yeah, it was like this is nuts. <laughs> Nobody else can even have twenty thousand in there, and you guys have at least sixty, seventy thousand in there. Um, it. See, but my thing is, is like, why why can you sit sit six feet sideways, but like horizontally? Like oh, you're yeah. good that way. No, I can right. sit right behind a guy and breathe. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you sit behind <laughs> yeah. me. I'm not gonna get COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're supposed to be wearing masks first of all. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's something. LSU wasn't enforcing that crap at all. All right, here's here's <laughs> another question. How much does Brennan not being a runner like like Burrow contribute to not opening up the offense? I kind of disagree with that. I think we are opening up the offense. Um, I I don't think uh, zone. How open does the offense need to be? Look, I saw one. It was a zone read, and then they threw it off to the wide receiver. Was I was a, like, yeah, this is that, fantastic. That was a great. That's play. amazing. Yeah, that was um, awesome. Play. That's the way. From, to change. from when I played, it's a lot. It's a lot better. Right. I mean, I, Absolutely. I, I don't know how we can p- complain what, about What would you think, open. KJ, if you were in the 2019 and 2020 offense, for crying out loud? Ooh, that's a, like the, the O-line we had back then, we would have been wrecking shop. I mean, they, they wrecked yeah. shop last year, but I think we, we would have won the award back-to-back, the uh, O-line award. We've asked that question to Justin Vincent, too. Like, what, what, how would you feel about being a, the freshman Justin Vincent in this offense? He would have he lit it up. Right. Um Oh yeah. Same thing. Like I mean nobody can nobody can uh can pass that up. Todd Kinchin. We talked to Todd Todd Kinchin on another podcast, uh, as being a wide receiver in this kind of offense. It's like oh, yeah. I mean, golly. The guys just dream yeah. about being in these kind of offenses Speaking right of now. Justin Vincent, he's a big cigar guy, isn't he? He is. I invited Justin Vincent to come on the podcast, even come in our backyard and smoke the cigar. I am currently <laughs> smoking the Carl Malone. Uh, La, oh. La Aurora. That reminds me. You said you have a good story about how you got those into the. Yeah, tell uh, us about these uh, cigars and how we got them into the. This is the Burrow cigar, right? Yeah, so that, that's the the cigar that Joe was smoking after the game. I'm so, smoking the Joe Burrow cigar right now. Yeah. So beginning, so real fast, like uh, rewind to fall camp. So uh, it was like 
right before fall camp was about to end, the season was about to start, uh, Tyler Shelvin comes up to me and he's like, hey, if we go to the Natty, uh, I want you to get cigars for the whole D-line. So I was like, all right, yeah, whatever. So I was like, all right. So right when, like, so I didn't think he was going to remember at all. So right, it was like two days before the uh, National Championship game. And he comes up, up to me, he's like, hey, remember the cigars? Like, you got them. And I was like, oh, crap. So I call my dad. I'm like, hey, dad, like, we need to get some uh, cigars for the D-line for the National Championship game. And then so my dad ended up getting like 150 cigars for like the whole team. Awesome. So like, so before the game happens, I'm like, I probably need to get this cleared with like, uh, compliance. Yeah, compliance. And then <laughs> New Orleans police. Yeah, New Orleans Secret police. Service. Yes. Yeah, and, and, and Secret Service. The so Secret like, Service. So I go to Secret Service. I'm like, hey, like, I got these cigars from like Dominican. They're my dad's cigars. So I was gonna hand them out to the football team after the game. And the guy looked at me, he's like, oh, no problem. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. So I get the cigars, we go to the stadium, and then right, right when the game ends, I, I was like, I remember we, we have the cigars in the locker room. So I jet to the locker room, I grab the cigars, I'm handing them out like crazy. And then Joe's at his, uh, his locker, and Miles is like, hey, like, Joe wants a cigar. So I gave him a cigar. And right when I gave him a cigar, he gets pulled for media, and that's where that picture came from. Oh my god, that's so cool! That is so awesome. It was, like, it was literally like right then. It happened so quick, and then New Orleans police came in there and said we can't smoke in the locker room. But right. then everybody's like, "Well, Secret Service said we can." I mean, we're gonna listen, listen to Secret Service for New Orleans police. No, no disrespect, but <laughs> did you end up getting in any trouble for that? Uh, I did not. Surprisingly, no. yeah. Hopefully, ho- hopefully it doesn't come back up. Yeah. Well, that's why we're bringing. <laughs> well, if anybody got in trouble, you would just say, "Hey, come speak to my dad." Carl Malone, you know him, the <laughs> Hall of Fame basketball player. I'm sure that yeah. would have shut things down, right? Oh yeah. Or, or just talk to the Secret Service. Have yeah. you ever gotten real trouble and you 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 called your dad out as like a way out? I never have. You never, never have. use that as all like a. Okay, if, I, if I do that, it's gonna be worse punishment for my dad. So like, I don't want to bring him in. Like, uh, excuse me, officer, what'd you pull me over for? Like, you know, blah blah blah. Hey, yeah, what's your name, son? It's Malone. Carl Malone. You ever do that? <laughs> no. I feel like if I did that, because, like, my dad knows all, like, the police officers up here in Ruston. Oh, yeah. So they'll just call my dad, and then my dad will be like, all right, I'll just wait for him when he gets home. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be in more, more trouble with your dad than anything else. Yeah, right? I'd rather get the ticket than be in trouble with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. Um, all right, so anything we should be on expecting and thinking about for LSU football coming up here? Like what, what you I know you're saying that the guys are young. They need, they need a little bit more time. I guess South Carolina would be the next test. And then Auburn going to Auburn in uh, two weeks. Right. So yeah. uh, that'll be the, f- like a real big test. Um, not that South Carolina, Yeah, South Carolina just beat Vanderbilt by the same score we did. So uh, it's no pushover anymore. Right. No, I mean, I actually think this week's going to be great for them because now they can, they know the mistakes need to be correct. And now they can get the young guys practicing because they'll just sit out and recover. So I think this week's going to be great for the young guys. So when they play South Carolina, that's going to be their first kind of big test before they play Alabama. And the Alabama game is always going to be the, the big test for the year. Right, right. Um, all right, so talk to us a little bit about PF Importers um, with these cigars, by the way. So – uh, we reached out to uh, to Churchill's. Churchill's had the last one uh, in stock. PF Importers is um, that that's the only place we can get them in Baton Rouge right now. Is Churchill's correct? Yeah. So Churchill's, but uh, so we're actually throwing a event at Churchill's for the Bama game. So we'll have like all of our 
we'll bring some more cigars down there. Then, then we'll have like our uh, so PF importers right here just on the shirt. It's like a, we're the first distribution uh, company here in Ruston. So we have alcohol okay. and tobacco. And we have like 14 brands right now that we're carrying. So all those brands will be down at Churchill's before the Alabama game the Friday night before. So like if people want to come in and sample it, they'll, they can be able to sample it. All right. So what what day is that again? We'll, we'll post that. Uh, I want to say the, is the game the 14th. So it's whatever the day before yeah, the, the game, whatever that's right. the day yeah. before the game is. Okay. So the 14th. So that's um, November 13th then, huh? Okay, so are, is it going to be the rum, rum and the cigar, kind of tasting? Oh yes. Oh. Hey there, there he is, <laughs> Hall of Famer Carl Malone <laughs> on the podcast. There we go. How, how you guys doing? Doing oh, good. Sorry. We were going to get you on a Zoom call, but we knew that you didn't know how to use Zoom. So. Hey, hey, easy now. Look, see what I do to people like you. <laughs> see that? See what I rough them up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> How y'all doing? It. Hey, good. We're smoking the Carl Malone cigar right now, uh, Carl. So, uh, great cigar, like very smooth. Just saying. Uh, we only had one left in in at the Churchills in Baton Rouge, though. So we'll we'll need to get a hook up here, and we'll we'll, well smoke these well, forever. Well, this fella right here got to be on his job. Hey, we, we we told them earlier. Hey, you got the life right now, Carl. You are sitting back. You're smoking your cigar. Your cigars, right? You call them cigars, right? Cigars. Yeah. You call, you, yeah. You're smoking your cigars. You got all your kids running all your businesses. Perfect. Perfect life. Awesome. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So I tell you what we're gonna do. One day we have to come down and do a do a sitting like that with you, and we have that Elion Jimenez rum out there. There we go. Oh, that's sounds we're, great. We'll do it up really big. I tell you what, we were actually talking about uh, since football season isn't going the way we planned it to go. We were talking about doing an uh, an LSU basketball preview show. We've already had Coach John Brady on the show. We're gonna get John Brady to come out here. We'll get you to come out here. We'll have a big old uh, swing ding. And we'll we'll smoke our cigars and have our LSU preview basketball show. Is that is that cool? There you go. Yeah, yeah. We make it happen. You just uh, let KJ know. There we go. Uh, hey, we talk. Eh, we got a little lake up. out here. We got our fire. We're good out here, man. <laughs> okay, well, we bring the we bring the rum. And, and there you go. Sure I'm a bourbon like, guy. Uh, I'll drink your rum. I'm a bourbon guy, but I'll drink the rum for sure. <laughs> I'm not picky okay. at all. Good deal. We appreciate you, Hall of Famer Carl Malone, joining the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> KJ, that's great. Uh, how you like that? Your dad uh, trying to trump you a little bit, and uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, he can't get all the attention. KJ, wait, he, he's got back from moving dirt. He was moving dirt all day. Moving dirt, isn't that isn't yeah. that crazy? Carl uh, Carl Malone, Hall of too. Hall of Famer, uh, forward, uh, NBA player, moving dirt, moving dirt. <laughs> I don't think there's any other Hall of Fame basketball players that are moving dirt today. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> um, anybody giving you any grief about Carl Malone being your dad? Oh, yeah, I, I get it all like the time, on, yeah, yeah, on the team and all that before. Uh, I mean, it was more of they were giving grief to my dad. They all every time my dad walked in the building, they'll try to post him up, and my dad would always like bump him. So, <laughs> hey, I remember seeing. Uh, I think it was Nick Brissett and uh, Clyde Edwards Elair would always do the whole like dunking on people. Uh, oh yeah! Post. Did they ever try to do that to Carl? Uh, I think Nick always tried to uh, say he's gonna dunk on my dad. Every like every time like he saw me at practice, like, hey, tell your dad I'm gonna dunk on him. Yeah, that's so. awesome. 
we appreciate this, Carl, uh, KJ. Like, we, we really want to do this a little bit more. Maybe we can partner with PF. We would love to do that kind of stuff. All right. Um, uh, we're big, uh, liquor and cigar guys, as you can see. So, <laughs> and I, hey, I am too. There you go. Uh, we're going to have you in Baton Rouge, man. Uh, next time you're in town, you just hit us up and maybe we can do a live one. Okay. Sounds good. All right, bud. Um, Talk to you soon, man. See ya. KJ Malone, man. That was awesome. Uh, little, uh, Carl Malone action in the middle of that man. pocket. You, you didn't expect that, did you? Not at all. I know. When you he see Carl up, Malone just sneak up on somebody, you're he just came like, up behind. Holy I was like, man, that, that shirt does look like Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Um, all right, so he 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 seems to say that the it's a the youth, guys are it's young. A youth thing, yeah. Uh, I um, agree. I mean, you can't and, argue with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I mean, that was going to be a, a fairly valid excuse all year. Um, I kind of hadn't thought about that. About well, the, I mean, I've thought thing. about it, but I also thought that kind of been so caught up in like it, the whole the whole man to man to zone mm-hmm. uh, didn't make sense to that, um, yeah. and it looked like a complete. You know, the first game looked like a, a possible, like um, okay, we may have an issue. We may have an issue with personnel. The first game, uh, the second the second game looked like everything got shored up, and the third game look like a scheme issue uh like we didn't put those guys in the right position right uh the first game also looked like a, a lot scheme issue. well well the first game a lot of people were screaming why didn't we go to zone right we saw why right in the third game right but it, it wasn't really a it didn't feel like a true zone though it was a, it was that matchup zone right and I, I think the the matchup zone just requires so much communication and understanding of what's going on and what I don't understand is when you see that your players are so confused and just can't quite grasp it, why not switch to something simpler like just a straight man to man or just a straight zone? Right. It's that it's I, I just I can't figure out why we just we were so set on playing this matchup zone. I can't believe that we we went back to the zone. Like if you went to the if you went to the man to man and you didn't come off of it against Mississippi State. Why would we ever see it again? Right. Um, that was the time that you were going to see it, right? Like right. when you were getting right. killed on crosses and stuff. About on Sunday. Didn't make any sense to me. Um, right. If it wasn't good enough to play Mississippi State, then it's not good enough for anybody. No. Right. And we look. We made. We called them bedazzled sack. Our Mizzou cast guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they still call them that. By the way, I was listening to them the other day. Do they? Uh huh. Yeah, okay. they're just going to call them that for the rest of the year. Well, good. That's what we're going to call uh-huh. them too. Bedazzled mm-hmm. sack look like um, freaking. Peyton Manning out there just putting things on dime, but he had wide open wide receivers. So Billy says the the Missouri game was like a kind of an overcorrection from the state game. It does, um, but I that just, but Vanderbilt game was the game that I felt like right. But things got right. But what we know now is that Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt is just sucks. terrible, and anything we did against so, them was going to work. All right, let's talk about that. Let's talk about opponents because I've I've gotten a little heat uh, this week because I said okay, defense was atrocious sure. it's the worst defense that i've ever seen and i'm talking about curly hallman time i'm talking about lou tepper time i've been through all that this defense was worse than any of that and i was told well bama gave up 600 yards um and they still won the game 
but obviously we're talking about two different teams. Right. And Bama just, played Ole Miss. Ole Miss is obvious. Hell, how much? How much would Ole Miss score against us right now? Seventy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, name the no, score. We, we wouldn't get a stop. We wouldn't be able to stop we Ole Miss be able right to now. Stop. Uh. Uh-uh. Missouri. I mean, th- the thing with our deep, we will get turnovers. We're going to get turnovers in every game we That's play. That's the only thing I could tell you about the offense. That's the only that thing this defense is doing well is they are creating turnovers. Well, how bad is our defense when we we lead the SEC in turnover margin? Right. And yeah. we give up this well, much points. That's Missouri punted one time. The yes. rest of their possessions were fumbles and touchdowns. To me, that's the that's the answer right there. Right. Like you're not getting any stops. There's no in between. Right. Right. It's all or nothing. And I, we thought we were going to have more turnovers this year, and we do. Yeah, we certainly do. Um, the Mississippi State game, we win the turnover margin, what, three to four, to four to two. Four to two. We have four turnovers. Well, that's what happens when you give up 600 passing yards. We got three this three to nothing this weekend. Well, let's talk about that. How how much do we make K.J. Costello look like a Heisman Trophy winner? Right. And look at him now. He just got benched against Kentucky. Right. It's very scary. Um, and I've said this before, this is one of those times where, like, I understand we won the national championship, and I understand recruiting is in, in a good spot right now, but, man, that does not look good. And that is very scary for the program, that you can let things go that fast. And I get all the guys that left, but this is a scheme issue, um, not necessarily a personnel issue. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe Stingley being hurt, I get all that, but right. 600 that yards? 600 yards is 600 yards, man. Like, that's a lot. Yeah. Especially yeah. when the guy, the guy's barely throwing over, you know, 200 last couple weeks, you right. know? And that's something with uh, with Bazelak this weekend. Bedazzled uh, sack. Bedazzled sack. See, that's the thing. I don't know if I'm going to be able to say it every time. Yeah, you are. Okay. That's the thing with Bedazzled sack is that just... <laughs> just so I, funny when I you don't, say it. I don't know if this past weekend was... He's really good. And I kind of think that a little bit right now, but that's also what I thought about Costello. So it's kind of, I guess we're just going to have to wait and see if that Missouri offense actually is good. Because, I mean, if you did watch that game, we we do need to put a lot of the blame on our defense, but their offense also did play well. What I did like about their offense, and it's, it's which I, what I really would like to see out of our offense a little bit too, is so much some misdirection, imagination, and some yes. creativity, and a little bit of trick trick plays as well. Right, not that much. We don't need to be running that many. No, trick plays, we don't. But, but quick yeah. scores, and I think is a what big I reason want. that they ran so many of those trick plays is because they knew. It was very easy to confuse this defense, and there was no well, and they were gonna have to score a lot of points to win the game, yeah. right? We're, we're, we weren't gonna like stay on assignments, and there was just gonna be it was just gonna be very easy to confuse us. Well, so they threw the kitchen sink at us. I thought they had a game plan of we need to score a lot of points because we think our defense isn't good enough to keep up. Also, we have a problem with scoring points because uh, yeah. they did <laughs> until Saturday. Right. They had a problem with scoring points. Tennessee shut them down. Right. Uh, Alabama, you know, they covered against Alabama, but it wasn't – I mean, Alabama right. pretty much shut them down right. too. And and part of the reason I think that maybe this was like maybe Missouri's turning point, because if you go watch those games and you go watch LSU game, that's a completely different offense. Like not just like in terms of production, but in yeah. the, what, what they're doing is not even close to what we saw on film. Of right. Them. Uh, the scary part was – all right, so – Glenn Logan played. Right. And Apparently, Apu Aika didn't. Correct? Yeah. Yeah. 
He wasn't on the field. Yeah. Nobody talked about that right. um, until after the game. Right. Never even I saw the field. Didn't even notice it. Um, so he was out for some reason. And you um, needed someone in the middle to clog. To, to clog, and I just don't. That there that, was T Bob T Bob Bear. Does he's doing a fantastic job on Sundays cutting up film? Yeah. Uh, everybody gives T Bob a lot of shit because he's goofy and like you know i I used to like not like t-bob that much actually because i thought because he always had to like give analysis and i kind of never just kind of just you never trusted his his analysis i I didn't like his analysis because he was so goofy but like the past couple years i've really like well this one's great i I love this one's screenshots now he's maybe on twitter guys on that lineup screenshots on twitter cutting up film right and you and one of them was just so depressing it showed all four of our linemen locked up, or three, maybe three linemen. I'm not sure. Um, the two free offensive linemen are locked up five yards down the field with the defense uh, with the linebackers. So they've gotten to the second level. They're locked up with our linebackers, and it is like the epitome of getting gashed up front. Um, you cannot, as linebackers, you cannot let these offensive linemen just engage with you like this um and it speaks to a little bit of the flat-footedness that we've been talking about and i was interested if we were we uh, damone clark didn't get back with us but he was going to come on the podcast but i was like what are we even going to ask him right like how is it going to sound disrespectful because we gotta ask him some questions actually that is something i was worried about because like i mean he has been i mean damone has been the centerpiece a lot of people have been criticizing him of the defensive criticism uh which does suck, and I, I I think it's just something I keep hearing from former players is that whenever you're confused on defense, you're not gonna move. You 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 can't move. You're not. You're gonna look slow on defense if you're not 100 percent sure what you're supposed to be doing. Yes, and that is the case with just about every single guy on our defense right now. I agree. Outside of maybe the edge rushers, I agree. Um, their job seems to be very simple. Just get upfield go get the quarterback yeah and that's why you see that's why you see Ojolari and right. Ali Gay doing pretty well right. now Ali Gay's been missing uh last game I felt yeah uh I didn't see didn't see a whole lot of from him well now, he, he, Missouri did a great job of getting rid of the ball that right tackle from Missouri is actually one of the better tackles in in the uh league okay I remember uh the Mazad cast guys were saying something about that okay um now Ojolari is a guy that yeah, Ojolari is awesome and Young, I mean, young, you know. When uh, Andre Anthony came out with an injury, uh, maybe early, and uh, someone was like, oh, no, he's coming out. And I was like, all right. I mean, in my opinion, that means we're going to put our better player in because Ojolari may be the best pass rusher that we have. Yeah. Probably is. In fact, I would say that he is. I agree. Um, I think he. I think he is. I think him and Ali Gay are like two guys on the edge. You need to have them on each side, and you yeah. need to bring the pressure. Now, the problem that I found against Missouri is that you didn't bring the pressure up the middle at the same time, and I saw that against uh, a little bit against Mississippi State, and I was right, begging I for that it was more. One of our big things. I was begging for it more because you needed it, right. but they didn't do it at all against Missouri. It felt like. Well, that's my big thing with Damone Clark is that we're not. He's. I never see him in pass rush. I mean, almost never. And I thought the big thing with Pelini was that, like, you're always going to eventually get a guy, f- like a free runner coming up the middle 
and he's just going to be flying upfield, and he's going to smoke the quarterback. That's what I always remember from those defenses uh, back when Pelini was here his first go-round. Right. It was like guys like uh, LaRon Landry and uh, Chad Jones just flying up the middle untouched. Right. And yeah. I, I don't see that anymore. No. And I feel like, like guys like Jacoby Stevens. Yeah. And I'd you see him more in like a like a QB spy role. So or I think that's one of the things that we saw or we heard that they could be changing Jacoby Stevens's right. role right. a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. I think like he could be, he that. could be more of a, a linebacker on the, like on the line of scrimmage kind of I mean, guy, how, almost like a Terran Matthew. How many times role. have he, has he been compared to Isaiah Simmons? Oh, for sure, he's a That's, tweener. It's the it's the one comp everybody makes with him, right? And why just put him in the role? Just do it. It works so well for Clemson. He can cover, right? He can he can blitz. Mm-hmm. He can. Um, I mean, he, he's so good at the line of scrimmage. You right. got to keep him there. He's a great yeah. tackler. First of all, let's talk about the tack, the tackling and the uh, the angles that people are, that they're getting right oh now my is God. Some of these angles are terrible. It's just terrible. I, I did. It's awful. That. And usually, I don't notice angles unless they're really bad. And we were seeing uh, Mo Hampton, uh, Todd Harris. Todd Harris has gotten a lot of uh, heat. Yeah, uh, he's another one. Yeah, the past. The past week with uh, Barstool, LSU Barstool's account. Oh yeah, um, what a jackass! I know. That guy is. Why would you call? Why would you call a player out what like that dick. on Twitter? Like, love it, that. Love I, that I'm all about Rosenberg criticism. Got him. Oh, for sure. ZVR nine was all. Oh nine was all over him. Yeah. Our boys, our uh, Zach. We need to get Zach back back on the uh, podcast because yeah. I bet you he has something to say about that. Mm-hmm. We can probably have him on next week. Well, actually, I asked him if he wanted to come on and talk about it, and he was like, "Nah, I think I'm just gonna leave it." <laughs> Like, he did enough. He, he was like, eh, I kind of want to just move on. I told him, I was <laughs> like, yeah, uh, ZBR doing work on a Sunday. Yeah, that, that was basically him saying. Yeah, I washed my hands of it. Yeah. He did investigative reporting like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he went He went down and found the guy. He did. He found the exact guy. Uh-huh. He was like, I mean, boy, you don't mess with Zach. Uh-uh. Zach with is bad. Uh, you mess with the boy, get the horns. Mm-hmm. Um, we appreciate uh, KJ Malone being on with us. Um, check out these. Uh, all right, I have the. I'm smoking the cigar right now. It's the the Carl Malone cigar. This is the cigar that uh, Joe Burrow smoked uh, after the national championship game, and all the guys were smoking. The famous um, picture. Yeah, it's it's so good. It, check this. Take a picture of this. <laughs> you gotta get the smoke coming up. Where's the smoke? There you go. See it? That yeah. Same thing. Me and him. Yeah, yeah. Me and Joe Burrow are the same guy. How much did that painting go for? That Joe Burrow painting? <sighs> I don't know. It go for like five thousand dollars on my own. Something like that. Um, so basically, that that should go for five thousand. This could. It's the same thing. Same thing. Uh, exactly. All District, uh, nineteen ninety five, offensive lineman and Joe Burrow, same guy. Um, we appreciate him being out here. Uh, PF Importers, uh, check out Churchill's. Uh, they have the Carl Malone cigar. Uh, at Churchill's in Baton Rouge, and uh, check out PF Importers because they'll show if you're not in Baton Rouge where you can find these cigars. Uh, Dominican uh, cigars are—it's actually very good. Um, I've had some, you know, I've recently got into cigar smoking, and this one's actually one of the best that I've had <laughs> since I started smoking one. Um, got a little rum, get some rum. Eventually, we'll have Carl Malone, uh, John Brady. Apparently, yeah. I'm gonna try to get Jordy Collada. We'll have a big old uh, like block party out yeah, here one night. Talk about great. LSU basketball. Let's do that. We need to figure out if Carl Malone oh plays golf, God. man. Oh man, this is gonna be fantastic. Uh, we're in the uh, we'll call it the Courtesy Automotive Group backyard. Um, 
Courtesy Automotive Group Bear Process Safety Backyard, where bear process safety approved with our fire in the backyard. It's contained, um, just safety approved, everything. Maybe eventually um, it could be the Carl Malone backyard. <laughs> yeah, here's hoping. Um, <laughs> need all the help I can get. PF <laughs> um, Importers backyard. There you go. Um, appreciate him. Uh, Carl Malone. Yeah, so we're we're not going to do coffee and donuts this week, guys. Yeah. No game uh, now, so we're going to push that, uh, and we'll we'll have our regular episode again next Wednesday. Um, and we appreciate everybody that's joined us tonight. Um, special shout out again to Brandon Lejeune, Courtesy Automotive Group, Courtesy Buick GMC in Lafayette, forty seven fifty Johnson Street. Check him out on Facebook. Uh, he's posting. He's even posting them today. Twenty twenty one Yukon Denali body styles that are coming in. Uh, people are pre ordering them, and they're just now coming in. And he's stoked about it. So um, I'll post all of his information. You guys can like him and follow him on Facebook. And when he posts a deal on Facebook, you need to go after it. Uh, we talked about it earlier. Uh, follow him for his hit list. <laughs> Ah, the hit list. You're having way uh, too much fun. I'm having way too much fun with the hit list. <laughs> All right, so also follow Bear Process Safety, guys. Follow the Big Orange Bear on uh, on Facebook and on Instagram. Bear PS in the wild on Instagram, um, but bearps.com. Uh, our Adam Barry, he'll he'll be on on uh, possibly Friday night. We're gonna do the. Um, it, we're going to do the Home Dogs podcast on Friday night. I'm on vacation this week from work, uh, but it's also my anniversary tomorrow, 10-year anniversary tomorrow. Did you know that? Really? Yeah, 10-year anniversary so, tomorrow. I mean, it's not a wedding anniversary, but me and Sarah's dating anniversary is, the same is thing. today. It's not the same thing. It, well, it's interesting. To, I didn't know it was so close. Yeah, so <laughs> tomorrow is the 10-year uh, – so wait – your dating anniversary, and you're here doing a podcast with us? Yeah, we're about to go to Panettis. It's Carl Malone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what I like to hear. Uh, so 10-year wedding anniversary is tomorrow. Um, I don't know what our plans are tomorrow, but we're not doing a podcast tomorrow. I can tell you that. She said no to podcasts. Mm. Well. I have too many podcasts in my life right mm-hmm. now. Um, so I'm enjoying my life right now in my backyard every day, smoking cigars. So we appreciate Carl Malone and KJ Malone for hooking us up. Uh, with the uh, La Aurora Carl Malone cigar. Um, guys, we appreciate everybody um, tuning in tonight. And uh, reach out to us on uh, Twitter. You can see us here at the top, uh, One Team, One Pod on Twitter. Also, you can check us out on YouTube. We have our, our YouTube channel, One Team, One Podcast. Also, go to our, um, our website, OneTeamOnePodcast.com. And you can always go to our shop page at oneteamonepodcast.com. I have new T-shirts that I'm popping up. I got in the T-shirt, uh, um, I got in a T-shirt like uh, mode the other day, and I wanted I wanted to make a few few new ones, and I made a Mad Max T-shirt. Coffee's for closers only. So also check out our. Yeah, you need um, to get that Mad Max T-shirt in case Miles Brennan does go down. Coffee's for closers only. Yes, you have to have the Mad Max one. I just pair it together with your Slim Reaper T-shirt. Do we need to do a TJ Maxx T-shirt? Yes. Yeah, that was coffee's a, for closers. That was uh, that guy Richard. Yeah, that was shout, a great idea. Shout out to Richard for that. that was Richard awesome. Saloon. That was a great idea. Uh-huh. Coffee's for closers. So only. 
we'll also have our uh, Latoya Destroya T-shirt on oh, yeah. on uh, on our uh, shop page. So go to one team one podcast.com, Click on shop. It'll go straight to our T-shirt page. We don't make anything on that, guys. We're just having fun with that. So go check them out. They're T-shirts that I would like to wear. I actually own a lot of them. So. Uh, you'll see me wearing them whenever we do these podcasts. Um, and please reach out to us on Twitter. We love to interact with people on Twitter. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We uh, we like to break news. Oh, yeah. So what did we break this? Uh, we broke some things today, right? Mm-hmm. What um, were the things that we broke today? You broke some news. You I broke, uh, fl- f- number one, Florida's scared of us. It's yeah. just plainly obvious. Terrified. They're terrified of LSU. Um, they don't want any part of this spread defense. They don't want anything of, yeah. They're like, dude, this Pelini zone is too much for us. Let's call it a day. Did you see my tweet yesterday about the imaginary defense? <laughs> yeah, I thought that was funny. That was funny. You only got like three likes. You were disappointed. Yeah, I thought that was gonna blow up for sure. I had something right after that, right? I think you did. Yeah, you well, said something about something else. Yeah, yeah, something similar with defense. Uh huh. I forgot what it was. I can't remember either. Um, Must have not been as good as mine. <laughs> Uh, we have a lot of fun on our Twitter, guys. Uh, we have a lot of fun on Facebook, too. So if you want to have fun and you want to listen to an LSU podcast that has fun, uh, do that. I am tired of um, people that are taking LSU football too seriously right now. <coughs> um, <coughs> <coughs> uh, um, I'm tired of it. Um, let's have some fun this year. It's a crazy year. Right. Let's laugh a little bit. Yeah. Why would you want to go listen to someone who's serious right now? I don't know why you need to be so serious right like, now. Why are you serious? Why are you serious? Yeah. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Why. Um, let's have some fun. If you want the alternative, one team, one podcast, right? Yeah. Follow us on uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, iHeart, SoundCloud, Stitcher. I'm everywhere. Yeah, we're all over the place. You know, yesterday, I kind of just wasn't feeling football. I just wasn't feeling it. And uh, uh, Will Wade had his first press conference yesterday. Man. You got jacked up? He got me in the mood for basketball. All right, basketball, we're we're going to go on to a whole other level because Brandon Lejeune, our big sponsor at Courtesy Automotive Group, uh, Courtesy Buick GMC, um, <laughs> he loves him some basketball. Yeah. You, you've been under a rock? <laughs> um, That's our best drop. He loves basketball, man. Uh, Will Wade, we, we're all on board with General uh, Frank Williams Wade. Yeah. Uh, we are going to dedicate this uh, season to to Will Wade. Um, we're, we have a few things in the works. We already have Taurus Bright, possibly, as a uh, guest. He's already confirmed that. Uh, we're talking to uh, possibly Randy Livingston, maybe joining us on the podcast. Nice. Uh, we've already had John Brady on before. Obviously, we'll get Jordy Collado on because we know he's a big uh, basketball fan, and Jordy Jordy's been a big supporter of us with the "Don't Be a Dick" T-shirts. Um, so, and Carl Malone, <laughs> we have Carl Malone. Malone. <laughs> Where else would you like rather mm, be right now? I, I was talking about this with my roommate, like like as like a pipe dream, like. Wouldn't that be crazy if we got Carl Malone on and then he just pops on the damn yeah. video? <laughs> so go look back. If you missed it, Carl Malone made a little appearance with KJ. He liked to, to one up KJ a little bit. He jumped right behind him and uh, Hall of Famer Carl Malone joined us for a second. Um, appreciate it again, KJ Malone, for joining us. Uh, appreciate Kay Malone, Miss Kay. Um, I think she shared us as well. Yeah, she started retweeting some of those. Yeah, and then stuff. check out Legends. Uh, if you guys are in North Louisiana, go check out Legends Cigar Bar. Um, 
Carl Malone's bar up there. All of his kids are running all of his businesses. He's living the life up there. You're probably going to run into Carl up there if you if you go in. Um, check all those guys out. We appreciate their support. Um, again, this is one team, one podcast. Logging out. Let's go. One team.